Okay, we are on Perik Gimel of Habakkuk, the last Perik of Habakkuk, Pasuk Aleph, Tzvila, the Habakkuk Hanavi. And so let's just take a second to set the stage. We saw at the end of Perik Aleph that Habakkuk poses a question, an intense question to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, specifically, how can you let your people, Amcha Yisrael, be destroyed by a barbaric savage like Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, uh, sending them into exile, destroying them? It just doesn't add up. In other words, yes, they've sinned, but not to that degree that you're going to let people of that caliber wipe them out. And then in Peric Bays, he intensifies the question with even more what you might call impudence. I'm not moving from this spot, say the Mephorshim that Chabuk says, until you tell me why. What is the reason? So in Peric Bays, we see that the Kaddish Baruch reassures Chabuk. They are not going to be extinct. They are going to go into exile for 70 years. After 70 years, they will come out. They will build a Bayez Shani, and that's the exile will end. They will not be extinct. Habakkuk seems reassured, and at this point, he may even feel a bit chagrined at the... Um, impudence he showed in asking his question, and so now he does his own tefillah to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. that's part apology, part a prayer that the people, in, even in exile, they will be shown compassion, a historical review of the Kaddish Baruch Hu's compassion to Israel, and ending on a very upbeat note. You need not be a student of Tehillim, of Psalms, to see a very exact symbolic connection to Tehillim, even the construction. As you're going to see, there's words like Shkionot, or Lemenatseach, or Selah, that are specific to Tehillim. In fact, the Radak tells us that the word Selah, which we're going to come to, appears only in Tehillim and here. It's the only places in Tanakh. So let's begin. The prayer of Chabuk, Ashkinot, Shkinot is a word from Tehillim. It stands for uh, a mistake, as it were, a mistake in utterance, and that He's explaining it was Bishkaga, it was Bishogeg that I spoke out as I did. Hashem Shomati Shemayach, I have heard you speaking about the exile. I, I received your prophecy. You're raising Hashem Pocho Bekerev Shanim Chayehu Bekerev Shanim Chodia Berogez Rachim Tiskor. So I understand they're going into exile. I beg of you to follow your accomplishments. Palecha, um, that just as always you have shown Rachamim to Bnei Yisrael, keep them alive even during exile. Despite your anger, be merciful in this exile. 
Um, continues, Eloha mitemon yovo, and now we're going to get a bit of a history lesson that the Kaddish Baruch or you came from the south, the Kaddosh Mehar Paran, and from Mount Paran, Kisa Shamayim Hodu, the earth was covered with your glory, Utila So the earth was filled with your glory, the Shamayim were filled with your presence. What are we referring to? You came from Taman, from the south, and from Paran, says Rashi, we are referring to the Gemara in Avodah Zorah, Daf Beis, Amud Beis, where the Kaddish Baruch Hu, prior to giving B'nai Yisrael the Torah, searched the nations. He searched the nations as who else would take it. And so as Rashi tells us, um, Paran is Yishmael, Taman is Asaph that he came to those among other nations, remember the dialogue where they say, well, what's in it? And he gives them, you know, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery. And they beg off, sorry, that's the basis of our, our culture, or our belief. And so B'nai Yisrael get it. But he did go to those first as well. Continues the Navi. Um, um, you came from this, um, the light. You brought the light into horns from your hand. Uh, his hidden strength was revealed. So in other words, at, at Matan Torah, we know there was a light that was a daylight, but it was as supernatural as, as the light at creation. And so these rays emanated from his hand to Israel. Uh, and of course, Visham Chazah, Uzo, his hidden strength was revealed to the world. Other Mephoshim say that it may be instead referring to the pillar of light that accompanied B'nai Yisrael in the Midbar. Lefonecha yele dever, pestilence is dever, proceeded from you, and there was fire at his feet. Interesting, Agadata Rashi gives us that uh, pestilence and fire, that when the Kaddish Baruch who gave the Torah, he wanted very much to distract the Malachamoves. Why? Because the Malach HaMoves, he knew, was going to argue, come to prosecute B'nai Yisrael and say, you're giving them the Torah? Do you not know in 40 days they are going to build an Egel Hazahav? Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't want to hear that. So what he did was something to distract them, and therefore there were deaths in the land from pestilence, and that kept him busy, as it were. Um, others say that you're talking about in fighting Canaan, <clears throat> the Kaddish Baruch who used those weapons. Some say it's against Israel itself when it was deserved in the Midbar, the Dever and the fire that killed people. Omad v'yimodeid oretz. He stood and he measured the lands. So the pshat could be that before he gave Israel, the land of Israel, he measured the other lands. He surveyed them to see what was the most worthy for them. 
Others say, as Rashi does, it's a perfect midah keneged midah. Amdar ayimdod oretz rav ayater goyim vayisfetsetsu hareyad shachu gavos olam, hilchos olam lo. In other words, he looked and dispersed other nations because of a midah keneged midah. So he destroyed the Dor HaMabul with the heat of the rain because they had done an heat intense heat with their sins. He destroyed the um, Dor HaFlaga, the Tower of Babel, with the languages where they wanted to speak uh, one language. He made them 70 languages. So midah keneged midah, we see, can mean uh, either one, that it's to... Um, to the, uh, as we say, to the lands he measured to get Israel the best land, or the meter connected meter of retaliations to other nations. So, uh, he smashed the mountains, alludes to Mistraim. Uh In other words, he destroyed them, you say by destroying the mountains, he destroyed Egypt, it could be other nations as well. Halichos uh, Olam Lo, he orders, the entire world. Tafas oven ra'isi ahalai kushan. And yet, when you sinned, you were delivered in punishment. You were delivered to kushan. Kushan was a nation we saw back in Malachim that you are handed over to because of the Avodah Zorah at one point. Yergazun Yerios Eretz Midjon. However, the flip side of this, when you do tshuva, you triumph over Midjan, the curtains of Midjan, part, as it were. We're talking about Gidon. See, the um, Malbin says this re- applies to the final redemption, uh, the days of the Mashiach. In other words, Kush will exile, uh, you, will be, was exile and you will come out of Kush. But either way, there will be a redemption. Now a question to Yisrael. We know that the Kaddish Baruch Hu made the Yamsuf dry so they could cross. He made the Yardin dry and piled it up so they could cross into Israel. So says the Navi, Hanarim Chorah Hashem. Do you think Hashem did this because he's angry at the rivers when you crossed in Benarim Apecha in Bayam? when you cross, so that, no, he did it for you. That you come in, as it were, symbolically on chariots and horses in victory. Um, the chariots are symbolic of the victory he did. So, no, he did this all for you. You revealed your bow, speaking to the Kaddish Baruch Why? To support the oaths that you made to the Shvatim. Shvuos Matos, Omer Sela. You had given your eternal word. Sela, which we have said is a Tehillim expression, can mean various amounts of things. It could mean forever, Nitzchios. It could mean a form of saying, amen, so may it be. It can be uh, you, you have given your eternal word, or it can conclude what he is saying, the promise that he is making. Um, 
and you split the seas and you split the Yardane. The Yardane stood in elevation as you cross. Um, um, <clears throat> you stop the mountains, you move the mountains, uh, and they saw you, Raucha, and they trembled, Yochilu, and because of the uh, mountains miraculously moved to each other, and what they're referring to is, we recall in Malachim, the battle with the Ammonites, where they hid in a cave in the mountain, and the Kodesh who moved the mountains together till they crushed them. That could be what he means here. Uh, a stream of water, stream of water flowing, crossing the yard, it could be. The depths uh, raised its voice. In other words, the yard stood from where it was in the riverbed to make two solid walls. Shemesh Yareach Amad, the sun and the moon stood still in their place. Of course, that refers to Yoshua at Givon at the battle with the Gibbonites, Shemesh for Givon Dome. And um, Israel defeated her enemies by the light of your arrows, the flash of your spear. And we're referring to at that point, but it could well be the Canaanite nations uh, that we're talking about that he slew with the spear and the, and the flaming sword. Uh, the Malbin suggests, again, final redemption uh, in Achris Yomim. Bizam Titsa Oretz Goyim. In fury, uh, you trod the earth. In anger, you trampled the nation. This, the consensus is, we're talking about the seven Canaanite nations. Yotzasa leisha amecha leisha as meshichecha. You came to see, uh, save your nation. You came to save your anointed ones. Well, your anointed ones, according to Mephoshim, would be David and Shaul, who were the anointed kings of Judea. At the same time, Meshichecha could mean literally your Mashiach. In other words, we're talking again in Achris Hayamim. Machatsta Roshmi Beis Rosha Oros Yisod Atzavar Sela. You crushed the houses of the wicked and the foundations of your enemies. Again, could be Mashiach. It could be Sancherev, says one of the Mephoshim. It could refer back to Mitzrayim. You can even say it could refer to any traditional enemy that they were to face. Was it Bovel? Was it Greece? Was it Ashur? Nakavta Vamatav Rosh Prayazav. With your own, with your staffs, you pierce the heads of the troops. Nakavta Vamatav Rosh Prayazav. Who sought to scatter me? Scattering is the term usually used for Sancherev because that was his policy of scattering. So this perhaps refers to the miraculous defeat of Sancherev. Who sought to Ali Sassam from Olechal Aniba Mistar, whose greatest joy 
was to destroy me and to swallow me up. As, uh, as the Jews would speak as an individual. Derachti bayam susecha, I destroyed, uh, or you trampled in the sea with your clouds and mountains of water. Shamati, I heard, I'm not sure yet who's saying this, Shamati, I heard, and my insides my lips trembled at the report. My bones began to rot. I shuddered standing in my place. This was a day of my supposed quiet, and it has become a day of sorrow. What are we talking about? It could be, say the proportion, the Bavloyim themselves trembling. They are freezing in their boots, as it were. They are, their innards of turmoil. They thought they had it made. Now it's a Yom Tzara. Um So Habakkuk says, no, you're talking again. Either, I'm sorry, Habakkuk is saying that. The Malbin says it's either the final days or it's go umago. Continues the Navi. And what will happen? Fig trees will not blossom. Grape vines will not bring forth wine. Kichesh uh, says, you can work all you want on your olive trees, they will produce nothing. Ochel goes on mamachatzon. The sheep are uh, cut off from the fold, and the cattle vain bakabarafam. There are no cattle in the stalls. It sounds like a total famine. Again, this could be bavel. In other words, the terror of bavel, thinking they have got it so secure and such prosperity, and suddenly overnight they find the whole world turning over upon them. Again, you can argue, could be Gog, Mago, could be any enemy in Futuro of Israel, this would fit. But most Mephorshim feel you're talking about Bavel. Concludes the Navi, I, for myself, will revel in Simcha before the Kaddish Baruch Agila Ishi. Um, they will uh, glory, I will glory in the God of my salvation. Hashem Adoni Cheli, Hashem is my strength. The Yosem Ragli Ka'ayalos, he makes my, heart, my feet as swift as a deer, and he leads me, Yosem Ragli Alba Mosai, he leads me on my mountains, of course, that means the temple, and here, an absolute Tehillim reference. The Menatseach is really literally to the conductor. He's speaking to the Levium who give the Shira in the Beis HaMikdash, and he's saying, strike it up as it were, um, to accompany my songs of praise, ending it then with the Levites, 
back in the temple and the Kaddish Baruch Hu leading the people again in the joyous song of the temple, and in Mirza Hashem tomorrow we begin the study of Tzifanya, 8.45 a.m. You will not want to miss it. Be there.